Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell as uh, we go through part two of our preview of the NHL uh, fantasy season. Don't say daily fantasy specifically in this instance because uh, today we are doing a live draft on underdog fantasy. So uh, DJ, how are you doing? And uh, you know, things are getting started here for the live draft. Yeah, I know. So that was that was the fastest ever start ever. Like Matt, really quickly, we're on pick one already because this filled in about eight seconds flat. <laughs> this, this was NFL speed. Um, yeah. Matt, you joined at what time? And you filled a league. I filled a league that started at eight forty. 848 or so. And we filled it in 12 minutes. That is the Morning Skate podcast bump we talk about. I mean, I recognize almost every single one in this group, but yep. I can't be certain on all so, of them. Um, so, just be- yeah, I mean, starting at the one, Ottawa Poker Rob, pretty sure that's Roto Rink Rat. Um, so we got Scott Craig picking four. We've got me picking five. Uh, Jakar Sampson, I believe he was in our previous draft because I was going off about how he was a St. John's basketball player. Um, He's definitely in our group. Uh, I believe that's Nick C. Apologies, Nick, if I'm wrong there. We got Kurt C. Chap picking seven. We've got Mike Berg picking nine, DJ picking 10, uh, Paul picking 11, and Wookiee picking 12. So literally a morning skate, uh, a little convention here for the morning skate podcast. And what better way to celebrate the news of the day? So, uh, I don't know, DJ, do you want to be the uh, one to get excited or what? I mean, yeah, I, I, I was, oh my God, wait, Matt, before I even say anything, you picked Leon Dreisaitl. That is your arch nemesis. Yeah, but when he picks, when he slips to five, like I have him ranked three. So, you know. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, the, the exciting news is that we did finally link up with the guys from Underdog. It's kind of one of those things that it felt like we were going back and forth a bit on. And finally they're like, let's do this. So we talked to them yesterday. First off, two of the most, incredible fun energetic guys and you could just tell like how much this company wants to grow with us um so i was really really excited about the opportunity um and i just can't believe like you know finally we, we've linked up with a company that we're i know i'm really passionate about i know you are as well i, I don't want to speak for you but that this is sort of why we waited and while we're talking about waiting i'm on the clock at 10 i mean matt is it just obviously over <laughs> i mean go for it It doesn't seem too difficult. Uh, So, yeah, so we're going to have basically all of our content, including the Hockey Assist Network. Everything will be sponsored with Underdog. So if you use the code MSP or then the Hockey Assist Network, that'll get you $10 back on your initial deposit of $10. A lot of you are already in this, but if you're not doing Underdog yet, you can first off still get in these drafts. There's still time and the contest is not full. It's a little over halfway. Um, you can also do pickums in some states, not all states, but we'll look into that. And if you have any questions, let us know. Um, but it's going to be really, really fun to track and, and be involved in. So, Matt, anything else you want to talk about on yeah, I mean, while we're completely missing the first round of the draft? Yeah, no, we'll we'll circle back on the first 20 picks or so because that's, I mean, frankly, they're not that important. Like everyone knows who the really good players are. It's not much correlation yeah. up top. So, uh, you know, we're, we'll, we'll circle back on it when we need to. But um, yeah, you know, reiterating most of what you said about, you know, the partnership and our level of excitement for it, uh, you know, frankly, they have the top best ball like platform in the entire industry, in my opinion. Um, so I've, you know, really enjoyed it for NFL and obviously for NHL now. Um, I am not able to do the pickums, but I know DJ, you are all in on those pickums. A lot of, you know, a lot of juicy lines sit out for a long time. Um, you know, part of that's advertising, part of that's, you know, uh, maybe trying to uh, not be a sports book type thing where, you know, they can't really put juice on either side. So, you know, if, if there's a line, uh, you're pretty much getting, you know, uh, quote unquote, even odds on that number. So I find that part really interesting and compelling just from like, a you know, if I were to do it, that would probably be my preferred uh, approach. Um but yeah, you know, uh, and obviously the daily tournaments too, that is something that we'll actually be talking about, you know, a decent amount on the you know morning skate uh, podcast throughout this season, uh, you know, as a result of this partnership. Uh, but it's basically what we do. You know, we talk about, oh, who are the best plays on the slate? You know, what news is relevant? Uh, things like that. And it just is a perfect marriage, in my opinion, as far as 
you know, like what we love doing and what they are trying to get other people to do, because I think it's a great, it's a great website. Um, it's a great interface and it's just a lot of fun. So uh, like you said, if you haven't signed up yet, please do so using the code MSP, one is podcast, obviously, or DJs, you know, THN, the hockey assist network. Um, and, you know, get yourself that bonus and all that. If you've already signed up, you know, I, I was a little leery. I'm like, man, that kind of sucks. Like, you know, we've gotten all these guys in um, and, you know, the, trust me, it's not just us. Like it's been a wonderful platform a while. <laughs> like, uh, it's, you know, it's a great That's site. Inception. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like, you know, I was kind of wondering like, oh, uh, like what's the, you know, what's the deal with, uh, you know, people who are already on the site. And while, you know, I, I didn't get like razor specifics or anything, basically I was assured that, you know, longstanding members, you guys will get something coming up pretty soon. Uh, it's all systems go on the underdog front right now with the, the NFL season going on NBA and NHL and even baseball is just winding down now. So it's, been kind of crazy over there. Um, but you know, I was asking about the depositor or redeposit bonuses and things like that. And basically they were like, they're coming. We just don't have the manpower right now for it. So yeah. even though there's nothing specifically for you, uh, when, you know, we at the morning skate podcast, talk about underdog, just know that we're thinking of you. I'm looking out for you the best I can. Yeah. I'm looking out for myself the best I can too. Um, and you know, I just wanted to pass that along because obviously most of the people who we know, at least are familiar with underdog, but if you're not, yeah, check it out. It's awesome. And yeah. Uh, so that's kind of like yeah, the partnership. I, I think, oh, sorry. Uh, I would say two kind of quick sales pitch things. Number one is if you love, you know, season long fantasy hockey, this is just a different way. And I, I think myself a better way of actually doing it with, you know, no ads, no drops, no trades. Some people love that stuff. I find yeah. it to be extremely frustrating because you get into a league for low money or no money at all. And people just, cheat or do things that are just obviously weird um that i don't really appreciate so it takes away all that guesswork you just get to draft a monster roster and your best lineup will score points for you i mean the pickums are really fun and, and like i talk about um especially on the mmn show if you find different things that you like if you can source multiple websites to find the best lines that's kind of the way to do it the one thing about underdogs is that you could in theory, put things together that you like. So if you like Posternox over, you could take another guy's under in the same game is at least how it works for football. I'm you know, interested to see the hockey product and how it functions, but that is how the football p- functions. So I'm really excited for that narrative. Or if you just love a game script in general, and you're already like, I'm smashing this game. I'm putting a full game stack in. Well, why don't you just go right ahead then and bet some overs on goals and on props. And maybe, you know, instead of just, three, four Xing your money on DraftKings, you might end up, you know, 10 Xing with a, or I don't know, whatever I'm, you know, cause you can win five for a 10 X Matt. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm going, I'm going off script. Um, yeah. where All right. We, we, uh, are we at? Yeah. So basically what we're doing now is we're getting into our best ball draft. It's a few rounds in now. Uh, like I said, we're with a bunch of the homies in, in the group. So it uh, so fast. We weren't ready. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so if you guys want sort of an overview of what best ball is, we covered that pretty in depth on our first season preview podcast that we posted a, a couple of weeks ago now. Um, so be sure to check that one out. Um, you know, uh, we don't really have the time to go over it, nor should we. I mean, you guys already know it. You can go back and listen to the first one. We spent a good portion of the beginning talking about, you know, a macro strategies and sort of what the game is and how we think it is best uh, beaten, I guess. Um, so we're just going to kind of give some commentary of this draft, um, some of our thoughts. You can expect at least one more episode before the puck drop on opening night, you know, before that uh, before that show, I guess, with like our actual season preview takes and some like DFS relevant stuff. But frankly, uh, the, their best ball is a great way to prepare for a season. You know, you figure out, oh, who's, you know, who's uh, growing into a new role, who's gone, you know, player movements, things like that. They all get priced in. So you got to be thinking about these things. It's a great way to sort of prep yourself for opening night. Um, so, DJ, we are now into round four. Uh, what's your start so far? How are you feeling about your squad? Well, call me Mr. On the Clock because I am on the clock. I, I took Ovechkin at pick 10, which I've not seen him drop that far. Uh, Vasilevsky at 15. Again, just 
I've been really, really kind of stressing in my own builds to not take goalie too early, but it's the way it worked out. I've also been trying not to take the best ADPs every time. And here I am taking the top ADP Roman Yossi. Um, so my strategy more or less has been to try to not force force correlation, but try to get as much as I can with as far as two and three um, guys on a team in, in different capacities. I missed out on John Carlson with Ovechkin, which, which was heartbreaking. I cannot believe he went before guys like Roman Yossi, but sometimes that'll happen to you. Um, I, yeah, but you know, everything is scored as far as hits and shots and blocks and all that stuff. So I do have a little bit of a different strategy. And I know Matt, you mentioned this before, and, and this is really just a good tip for anyone that's plays in different formats and season longs. If you are an athletic subscriber, you can actually go to Dom decisions. Um, I don't know which post it was now, but he has an entire um, Excel where you can type in the statistics and pull out the best rankings which i know you have done so that's going to help you better um, accurately depict what this format is telling us for fantasy rather than just you know using any other format which is really really useful but my entire strategy and is not indicative of this one has been to wait on goalie because i think you can get two or three guys later that have great like, good to great upside that aren't you know quite at the level of vasilevsky and um you know guys of that nature but pretty close and if you have two or three of those they can probably even it out this one i did end up taking vasilevsky because i do want some exposure there just in case he is by far and away the best goalie um i but um i, I guess my, my best advice to anyone that's going to play this for the first time and doesn't know what they're doing is don't get bogged down in any like specific like i need to do this position first then this position it's going to fall into your lap and then you're going to go from there so by round five my strategy is going to be pretty much set in stone of where I'm going to be going from there. So this one, I went two wingers first and a defenseman and a goalie. So now I'm going to try to correlate centers with them in the future. Um, is there anything I kind of missed or maybe something you wanted to add to that? No, um, no, I, I was certainly, uh, I appreciate your game plan. So now I can try and snipe you uh, on every <laughs> selection you make here. Um, Which is fine. Happens. So anyway, I started out, uh, DJ alluded to it. I have not taken dry settle yet. In, I've only done like six or seven. The Discord's drafts. already roasting in absolute. Oh, uh, don't get me wrong. So, so by the way, um, you know, funny story. I went in to check at eight forty-five. I went like, oh, you know, maybe I should see, you know, where we're at. Like, uh, does it make sense to still do nine? Should we try for nine fifteen? Because I didn't think it would fill that fast or whatever. So I go and I click on it, and it's my turn, or I'm the last guy in. So I'm in. I'm like. Oh my God. So I'm sitting here 850. I'm like, all right, well, I got to do this draft. Maybe it'll be a bit before like this one fills that we're doing the podcast on. Um, oh no. Oh no. So I'm in, I'm in two drafts right now trying to host a podcast. Um, and yes, I am getting roasted on my selections here. Um, but frankly, I'm in two drafts. I'm on the clock at basically the same time in both of them every time somehow. And at some point, I just got to trust the freaking uh, the, the athletic man's subscri- or, uh, projections, you know, like at some point I did all this work to turn it into stupid value above replacement player stuff and sorted it all and re-ranked it on underdog. At some point, I just got to go with it. So that's what I'm doing. Um, in this draft, I started off with the Andrei Settle. He fell to five. Honestly, uh, that just shouldn't happen, uh, especially now. I mean, hell, today, uh, after their latest uh, preseason game, they might start the year with dry settle on McDavid's line. Like they might already be giving up on Leon dry settle playing apart from McDavid because he sucks. But guess what? Anyone who plays with McDavid and can shoot like dry settle can is an a plus 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 fantasy player. So I took dry settle at five. I'm fine with that. Uh, next round. I got Alex to at 20 and Fetchnikov at 29, both slightly past 80 people, you know, really set strong players. And then I took Seth Jones and Marc-Andre Fleury to get those Chicago guys a little bit ahead of ADP. But again, I'm literally on the clock twice trying to talk to you. Um, and they were right both now. they were both the absolute top of my list. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like Chicago it is, I guess. Why not? So, um, so I'm on the clock right now. Uh, this is exactly what I hope would happen. And again, I'm taking the best ADP play here, but I took Matt the Chuck. So Elias Lindholm falls right into my lap. That's kind of how I've been trying to strategize and hope things come together. I mean, it's not a stone cold block guarantee that Lindholm will be with Matt the Chuck, but it feels pretty strong. Like seems likely. It yeah. seems real likely. So, like again, like 
it worked out in my favor this time. Am I saying that there's never a time to reach? Absolutely not. There's certainly going to be times where, you know, you, you've taken kind of like Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins is coming up yeah. here. You know, maybe that's just something you want to get in and say like, well, I'm going to be really different now from those McDavid, you know, number ones, which is, you know, uh, would you say that the McDavid number one is comparable or better than the McCaffrey number one in football, you think that's? I think I think it's better. Um, yeah, I was. I mean, better myself, but um, McDavid is just on another level. And, and the thing is, with football, injuries are so much more common. Um, there's just there's just more plays going through different players. I kind of feel like 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 everything on Edmonton is going to go McDavid, uh, you know, barring injury. So yeah, I feel like that is an absolute lockopotamus. Uh, All going to stay one. And then I think Matthews at two is even more of a lock than McDavid at one. Like, I really think those two guys are on another level. I love Nathan McKinnon, but I, just, I don't think that McKinnon has the same sort of, um, like, I, I just don't believe McKinnon will ever win uh, Rocket Richard. And while he could win the, you know, the points race, the Art Ross, I, I just, I don't like his odds against McDavid. Um, so, you know, I just think that my Matthews is, you know, really, 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 really strong at it as well. So. Um, anyway, I feel like I was about to say something that was, I was about to say that I just got Forsberg with Yossi just again, falls right into my lap. So I got two pretty strong correlations that, that, I mean, that's how I, and again, this is something that I'm going to say, and you can definitely correct me here. Do not, do not, do not, do not go into every draft thinking that if you do not have the perfect, like you're never going to get McKinnon with Rantanen. That does not mean that you have to pick Landeskog in the third round. Like, it, you can still get there, and, and you know, I would have loved to have more data to back this up. But you can absolutely still get there in this format without jumping massive amounts of ADP to pick a player just because you think you need to have the correlation later. Is that fair to say, or do you want to correct me on any of that? Ah, missed a pick in my other drafts because I was on the clock twice. Um, who did I get? Who did I get auto drafted? I got spurred. Whatever. Um, okay. Yeah, this is this is I'm not having any fun right now. Um, the other thing, the other thing that I don't like, I just said. yeah, I can't I can't sort by ADP. So it's like I did my sorting, and now I have to scroll forever to find guys with like a you know relevant ADP. So I'm just you know all aboard the struggle bus right here. Um, but yeah, DJ, you you took Forsberg and Yossi. I was actually about to pull the trigger on Yossi. I just couldn't do it. So kind of jealous that you pulled that off because. Um, me thinks you might get a guy I really like this year, and Ely Tolvin in too. Uh, so uh, you, know, you never know. Good, good, I mean, good, good luck with that. Radar. Yeah, I mean, well, my thought on Nashville, I guess, if, if while we're, I mean, we're going to do a bit more preview, but people are so low on them. I mean, I'm not saying Forsberg is should be 20 spots above ADP from now, but at 63 where I got him, it just feels like a really just if he yeah. feels to stand out in that range to me, because I still think he's a pretty good rate shooter. I know he fell off a bit, but there were definitely times. So just to kind of go over that selection that I made, um, the picks before him were Nick Suzuki, Jordan Bennington. Oh, that's right after him. Uh, Alex Petrangelo, Fiala, um, Demko, Sagan, Lindholm. I mean, those are, I think that's pretty fair. The guys after that I just named though, I think are a good clip worse. Until I think I do like your pick at Timo Mayer. I think that's a bit more of a comparable. Um, but I, I just think that the drop off at forward after a guy like Forsberg, and, well, really Besser in, in this draft, it's pretty strong um, to where like I'm definitely landing on him more often than not because two wingers will score. You really want to make sure you're maximizing that. Yeah, no. Um, that the Nashville question I think is really interesting because. It, they seem like a team that was clearing the deck for something special, and then they just didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like, are they rebuilding? Are they not? Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I do really, I do really like uh, what's his face though, Forsberg a lot. It, the only question that I have is, what's his actual ceiling? Um, you know, because frankly, it's tough to sort of look at his track record and say yeah that's a top 60 fantasy asset because he's been hurt so much and he has basically one year like a dominant score when the Arvidsson Johansson Forsberg line was you know good enough to bring them to literally the Stanley Cup like four or five years ago and since then it's kind of been like eh and you you know you want to say yeah he's you know he's a great player you see it all the time 
uh, but just between injuries and I think between just poor luck and poor center play, um, you know, it, it's sort of tough for me to say like, yeah, he's a slam dunk this early. Um, but when you get Yossi, I think that Yossi is really, really good. And, you know, if Tolvanen is actually used properly, which it seems they wanted to do uh, last year, they might actually have a good power play. And we have not seen Philip Forsberg in a team with a good power play yet. So, um, you know, that that's where I think you can make on him. Uh, anyway, we've missed a number of picks since then, of course. And yeah, I'm I'm trying to get another little correlation here at my turn. So we'll see if it gets there. Uh, I took Aaron Ekblad because a I'm really really high on him, and actually another guy I'm really high on above ADP is still a Larkin, and it might be a little bit of recency bias. And Wookie yeah. just took him there, uh, but I, I do think that he's a you know a really strong take because he had amazing rate rate shooting metrics before this year. Um, it just seemingly isn't an interesting spot, but with my Ekblad pick, I'm going to end up taking Samson Reinhardt. I think that, you know, A, I'm probably a bit higher on him just because we're super fans, but he had it all together in Buffalo and seemingly is going to have a massive, massive role, potentially with Barkov. Yeah. And that's, uh... that's and the first power play with Ekblad. Like, I, you know, if you put me out there with uh, a guy like Barkov, I might end up getting it done. Um, So to have a guy as skilled as Reinhardt, who I think proved a lot of people wrong without Eichel last year, I think is a pretty sharp take. It's kind of a double-edged sword with him at, at center on underdog because I, you know, he obviously was moved to wing, but then sort of went back to center when all the flavors were hurt and they were terrible. He's a wing in my eyes, but then again, he does kind of add, I think some value to a center position that really falls off a cliff after the first few rounds. So Matt, uh, you are up on the clock right now. So let's go over what you're doing. Um, I'm taking David Perron because um, just, when Perron sits up there around his ADP, I go, yep, that's for me. Uh, just because O'Reilly and then try to get him. In- because I don't really want Ryan O'Reilly. Okay. That's- like, uh, you know, I have dry settle. I have true check. Like I, I, I get that, it. That was the correct answer. Thank like you I, get, I, I get it. Like I get Ryan O'Reilly, you know, correlates with Perron or whatever, but like, you know, I, I just, he doesn't really do it for me from a fantasy angle. So I just try to find like, I'll take Nick Backstrom. Uh, at ADP right now, it's at 140, like if I have a Vetchkinner, because like I get it, but at 70, 90, you know, 70, 80, 90, I don't know if I can take a pass first playmaker who doesn't really run the power play there. Like it's not like Ryan O'Reilly's getting points on every power play goal the way, you know, Patrick Kane's a bad example, but he's the first one. The power play runs through Patrick. Like it's not like O'Reilly's that guy to Perron, who's like the definite shooter. Um, so that's just, I mean, like, Maybe if he's still there two picks from now, I would say sure, but I I doubt he lasts that long. Uh, ADP of 75 is a little, little insane. Um, but yeah, so at 77, I took Trocek to go with Svechnikov. And like you alluded to, I did take Timo Mayer uh, one round right before that. Uh, well, well ahead of ADP, but Timo, his, his problem for the last three years has been a lack of, you know, a definitive power play role. Sounds like with Noah Vander Kane in the picture for this team, and based on yeah. everything we're seeing in the preseason, not only is Timo going to be a staple in the top six, he will also be a staple on the top power play unit. Um, so, you know, that just makes well, me incredibly bullish. I'm one of the best rates guys in the game. Yeah, one guy that's really been bumping up in different uh, drafts that I've been doing is Brent Burns as well. Uh, I think a little bit similar to what you're saying. Dude, and Why not? They- yeah, I, I, I'm up. I because yeah. I was like, all right, I'm queuing him up. I'm gonna probably get him at you know around the, at pick X. It doesn't really matter what it was, and he went like 30 picks above ADP. And I was like, oh boy, he is he is jumping up a yeah. lot. I mean, if you would have told us like last year, especially like last year, the year before, he was going well after guys like he's going after guys like Latang at first. I feel like so yeah, his ADP I think is pretty well warranted. Um, Matt, you're on the clock. It's, it's, you're gonna grab O'Reilly. You're gonna do it. You get him here nah. if you want the stack. Nah, just against it. Just nah, not you know what? Guy. That's a that's a that's. I'll he it. takes him. Maybe, maybe O'Reilly's po- hurt. Honestly, maybe, maybe maybe everyone else knows that O'Reilly's hurt or something because you know uh, he hasn't been on the preseason slate. They in a said while, bullying but... doesn't work, and I just bullied you into taking Ryan O'Reilly. So I don't know. Might work. Um, another interesting thing that happens in our draft, and, and I think it's going to happen a lot more, is Carter Hart went before a lot of other guys. Do you think this is because he's getting such a dominant or prominent role. Uh, Freddie Anderson slipping quite far is kind of in a different realm. Uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
the the idea with uh, yeah, I mean, so the idea with Carter Hart is that uh, Philly should be good. Uh, you know, if anyone hasn't yet, uh, Micah McCurdy, the hockey viz guy, ineffective math on Twitter, um, he actually released his season preview uh, the other day and had Philly as the second the worst team in the league. Um, so I found that interesting because, you know, a lot of other places you see a lot of bull cases for this Flyers team. And I agree, you know, I think the Flyers are a good, you know, I think they're a well-built built team. I think the moves they made this offseason were insane, but first round picks don't hurt you this year. They'll hurt you in four years or whatever. Um, so, you know, it's not like the Rasmus or Salinen trade is like this huge drag on them this year it's not like he's replacing anyone super special it's just like bottom six (laughs) or bottom bottom pair defenseman kind of in Risto that you're treating with a bit more uh reverence than you should but just in general like Cutter Hart should be the you know 75 percent of starts for a really strong team um so you know if you agree with Micah's math and stuff uh, maybe that Carter Hart is just the world's worst goaltender and the team in front of him will be sabotaged by Carter Hart sucking and Martin Jones not being able to be any good either. Sure. But like in general, I think that sort of the chatter around the league is that the Flyers will be pretty good. And so that's why Carter Hart is rising because he was just too low to begin. Yeah, all right, well, I am back on the clock and pretty much everyone I wanted is gone. So I'm probably going to get a little bit bold, not too bold. I did take Talbot as my last pick. I, I'm pretty high on him. I, I don't think there's a backup there. Um, so the clock winding down, all right, I am almost out of time. Oh, no, no, no. Oh my God. Uh Oh, I, I didn't get it in. Oh, I took Freddie Anderson, three goalies. I am now not very happy, but that's fine. I I was considering a three goalie build. I literally, I got blocked by, I, I I am the, I, I who are you trying to take? Uh, I wanted to take a winger and everyone's gone. So then I went back. I was going to take a defense, but I was going to take Dolly. And I've been really, really high on because he's like the entire Sabres offense. And I think that that's just, I just, I just think he's going to be really on the hunt. I mean, I, so another strategy that I've been toying with is the idea of running three goalies, just because I don't think I need to do it here. Um, But it seems like you're leaving a lot on the table. If a guy fits out a couple games in one week, if you just end up getting that happen, that ends up happening to you a couple times with two goalies at once for whatever reason, you know, it really, really could hurt your upside of getting out of the league. So I'm kind of been a fan of trying to take three and just at the last round, taking a goalie that a lot of people don't have, um, which I think has been pretty easy. A, a lot of goalies that are, I would say, bona fide starters are slipping out of the mix. I've seen guys like Kadolbin not get picked and, uh, Vanacek, I think you can make a case for, but even a guy like James Reimer, you know, I don't think the Sharks are completely dust, and he seems to not be getting picked quite often. Is there yeah, anyone no. else? Uh, Ber- Jonathan Bernier, I mean, we don't really know the situation with Mackenzie Blackwood as far as how many games they'll play. It seems like a smart team would just say, okay, well, when we go to Canada, it's obviously Bernier, but when we're not in Canada, we're just going to split the guys like normal. Um, if he is unable to play in Canada because he's not been vaccinated, then, you know, it, it does hurt, you know, it hurts him and boost Bernier, but I don't know what, but again, like, Bernier is not getting picked at all and he might have even a bigger role. Um, just because of, of that situation. So I do think there's value in that as far as instead of taking like, um, you know, a winger or a center that you already have like four or five guys that are just infinitely, not infinitely, but much, much better. You know, I, I don't know if uh, if you have to do that when there's a goalie out there that I think could get a starting role. Um, yeah, you like I, that strategy? I definitely don't think three goalies is a bad strategy. Um, circling back to something you said earlier, I actually don't mind taking the elite goalies up top either i believe we talked about this on the last show as well um but i do think that it's almost kind of like a defenseman or like running backs where it's like the league is going toward you know uh 50 50 goaltender you have an a goalie you have a 1b goalie um for defensemen you only have one defenseman on you know what 80 percent of power play units uh, so there's just less guys to go around you know running backs there's there's more uh running backs by committee in the NFL than ever before. So like when you get those guys who are the true unicorns at their position, I, I do think it's kind of uh, worth worthwhile to invest in them. Um, and I don't even hate what you did DJ by getting Vasilevsky and then 
capping it off with both Talbot and uh, Freddie Anderson, obviously. Just not. And I know, I, I mean, honestly, it was so hard to pick the right guy there because I just didn't like any of the ADPs. And I, I forgot that I picked it for, I thought, I thought I already did both my picks. So I was like, Oh man, I don't have to pick for a while. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I'm on the clock. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I don't think it's a bad strategy and I haven't done it yet with three goalies of this magnitude where I think that, you know, the bell cows are definitely Talbot yeah. and Vasilevsky, but grabbing Anderson who has a ton of upside because of how many games they should win. Just gives me a little bit. I hopefully get a, a different edge, especially if, a guy like Vasilevsky comes back from, you know, the Olympics and ends up missing time. Like Talbot and Anderson will not. So it might be something where, you know, you, you could end up totally torturing yourself in a week because of that. And, you know, I don't really want to do that. And it's possible that my pick's going to get to me anyways. Um, so let's, let's see here. Because I might be able to. I might be able to just finish off defense and then I can really focus in on um, getting some wingers because I, you know, I think wingers are a bit more like if you, you know, I have Ovechkin, who I think will be more often than not one of my top guys. And I have the truck, which I think will more often than not be one of my top two. But after that, like you get one or two guys that get a little bit streaky in the right time frames, you could just benefit from that second wing spot always kind of changing um, and having a lot of different guys in the mix. So I have a few guys that I'm pretty high on that are lower or I guess like worse ADPs than I expect. But I'm going to take Darlene first and just go Yossi, Ekblad, and Darlene. Um I mean, I think Darlene is an elite defenseman. I, you know, I'm incredibly biased, but I don't really care. I think more than anything, it's like if you look at that Sabres roster and you say, all right, who is going to be driving the offense? It's Darlene and Olofsson. And is Olofsson even that good? I'm not really that high on him as a total player. So I think that Darlene is going to have a ton of different opportunity to, you know, be that 30 minute a night, a night defenseman that gets all of the offensive opportunity. Yeah, I mean, counterpoint, uh, is there a cheaper power play one trigger man than Victor Olofsson? I don't think so. Um, You know, I'm just looking through the list. It doesn't really seem like Mike Hoffman is going to be, quote unquote, that guy in Montreal just because he's had to miss training camp. He's going to miss the beginning of the season as well. Um, So, you know, it's not likely that he's the shot taker there. Um, And is Oliver Wallstrom going to be that guy? Maybe uh, he's actually being drafted a little bit ahead of Olafson anyway, so that, that might not worthy comparison point. Um, so you know, frankly, you're not really competing with much. You know, when you're talking about upside, when it's Victor Olafson, it's either him or nobody. And maybe the answer is just nobody scores for the Buffalo Sabers, but you know, somebody's probably going to score sometimes. And I think that he's you know a good bet there. Uh, but anyway, that's that's a knock about Dalene and the Sabers. Like I, I honestly think Dalene's a little bit overdrafted here. Um, but I do agree with the upside case. Uh, it's just that I don't know if it's as likely as some of these other defensemen who I can get late having the sort of breakout monster season. So, uh, to wit, I believe with the sort of cap off my defenseman slots, I'm going to get Tori Krug at uh, 140. Like, I think that Tori Krug with his power play role is you know, like he's done it. He's taken the shots. Um, you know, I like their power play a whole lot more. And that gives me Perron, Ryan O'Reilly, Krug, sort of St. Louis stack. So that's something I feel good about myself. You know, getting guys on good teams that we expect score. <laughs> and, you know, Dalene is quite that guy for me. But anyway, I, I, I'm shitting on your picks or anything. Like Dalene's definitely a good player. Um, I, I mean, I, I do think that it's part of my bias. Uh, and I don't really care because I, I would fine. rather that's I would fine. rather be high on a guy like Dalene and go a little bit too bullish on him. And like, just because I think that there's, there is the up, there just has to be the upside there. Like there's no way you can convince me that there isn't upside in him being a top producing fantasy asset this year. Um, whereas if you take another guy, like, I don't think Krug's a good example. I think, I think I like more like Neil Pionk, like picked around the same ADP. I really don't see a situation where he is a, is a disproportionately rostered player in this format. Um, like how many weeks is Neil Pionk going to out fantasy score Guys like Yossi, um, if, you, if you're getting a lot of defensemen late because you're not picking them early, I see more of a case for it. But I'd rather go with an upside guy that's going to see all of the power play time. And, and you can argue maybe Pion gets that, but I don't think it's 100% set in stone. Um, they've definitely run different units, and he's just not going to be the focal point on that unit regardless. Like, you're just praying for assists, and I just don't want to do that. 
Yeah, okay. So now we've reached the point where we're into round 13. Haven't really discussed anyone else in this draft. Um, So, you know, uh, why don't we take a quick stroll through some of these uh, some of these builds we have um so, so just let's start, why don't we start with craig because i know he's done probably the most of anyone i would assume he's to always be in the lobbies with i really like his build a lot as well um so he had the fourth pick and he took mckinnon which i think is a pretty good get at pick four yep um, uh kucherov went three which is why uh yep, which these is, guys yep. slid and then he didn't take another center to pick 100 in Bo Horvat, which I think is a, a smart strategy. It, it, McKinnon's going to need to be kind of the absolute goat for him at center um, and, and really be his guy almost every single week, which there's a good case to be made for it. Then he went uh, with a ton of different wingers. He got some good correlation with uh, JT Miller and Brock Besser. Kaprizov, uh, he took just before that. And then, oh my God, for de- defense, Kale McCarr to go with McKinnon, real smart. Quinn Hughes to go with that Vancouver stack. Miro Heiskanen to go with no one. <laughs> Just, I mean, geez, uh, Miro's yeah, ADP think. is 112 and he got him at 141. So, so quite as well. And then uh, Leonard and Olmark and Net, which, you know, that, again, very, very, very solid team. I like that a lot. Matt, I'll let you take someone else if you want. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, kind of find myself particularly interested in McDavid teams just because, you know, like he is kind of the G code, like someone who gets the first overall pick is always going to have, you know, the, 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 that like out that McDavid gives you. Um, so I did find it interesting that uh, Ottawa poker, Rob wrote a rink rat, um, his strategy here. Uh, he just went away from me. There we go. After McDavid at one, he was able to get uh Jonathan Huberdeau at the turn, because, you know, of course, Jonathan Huberdeau uh, lives to, you know, like lives to make me miserable. Um, and then he grabbed Dougie, which is like awesome. And then what I think the most interesting thing is he grabbed two goalies at the four five turn. He got Shesterkin and he got Darcy Kemper. Um, so right there he has, you know, kind of like, you know, his goalies are set in stone. He's got like, you know, two solid guys to go with it. And then in the sixth round, he gets Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman seems like he might be a freaking boss this year. Um, if he can stick up with McDavid, now Drysaddle might come and try and ruin that for him, which, you know, would suck. But it does seem like Hyman's going to get first dibs at the first power play, which uh, is hashtag good if you are a backer of Zach Hyman here. Uh, and then just, you know, going through the rest of his guys. Brian Rust, he grabbed Anzi Kopitar and Drew Doughty, whatever, that's fine. Uh, Drake Batherson, just a solid value there. Yessi Pugliarvi to go with that Edmonton team, Cam Atkinson and Spencer so far. So I just find that kind of, uh, you know, a real solid way to get a McDavid team, you know, get your goalies um, early, lock in some of those correlated pieces around McDavid in case McDavid has, you know, the, uh, the, the two weeks in the playoffs when you need him. If he gets you there, he's probably bringing along these cheap pieces with him in Hyman and uh, Pugliarvi. So having both of those guys, I think, makes it very likely that at least one of them is scoring for you in the instance where McDavid is going nuclear. So uh, I, I just like that. Bill. It's always it's always nice to get the first overall. So okay, Matt, you're on the clock, dude. Like, what do you, you think? 15 seconds. I'm going to let you pick for me. I have Ovechkin. Do I take Backstrom or do I take Guznetsov? Ooh, I think you go Guzzi. Let's do it. Yes, what I wanted to hear. I was going to, I mean, I wasn't going to do it if you said not to, because I felt like I already told you I was going to do it. But I think it's a lot more fun. You know, he, he's back, I hope. And I just, I think that, that that could end up hooking up um, and being a little bit different than people that take Ovechkin with Backstrom. So I, mean, I really like that take as well. I mean, I think you could take both. Um, I'm, I mean, let's see. I mean, like, I have 18 picks now. So I like uh, the, my last two picks, by the way, while you were talking, I took Carter Verhage to go with Reinhardt, which I think will be on a line together and potentially power play. Uh, and then I took Kuznetsov to go with Ovechkin. Uh, what were you going to say? I just think that you can take both Kuznetsov and Backstrom at their current prices, especially if you have a Ovechkin team. Um, you know, probably not if you're investing, you know, second, third, fourth rounders, your multiple picks already into centers. But if you're sort of like, all right, like I have this wing set up, I got D set up, I got goalies, you know, really strong goalies. All right, now it's time to fill in some centers. You know, Backstrom and Kuznetsov are sort of those rare guys that correlate on the power play with one another, you know, on that, that first unit, uh, unless Washington does something unexpected, of course, but, you know, it's been that way for large stretches of time, except for, uh, 
you know, where it kind of seemed like they were punishing Kuznetsov for uh, unprofessional, let's say, uh, where he was second power play last year. Like Kuznetsov has just been their staple on the power play, sort of interchanging with Backstrom. So I really do think that both those guys could have monster weeks at the same time. Um, certainly both correlate very well with Ovechkin. So I think that they're both very much in play to go together on a roster because they don't necessarily take away from each other. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's, I mean, I am uh, hurting on centers, as you kind of already mentioned, Lindholm, Reinhardt, and Kuznetsov. So with only, what, two picks left, I might just take two guys because I, you know, I think I pretty well loaded up on wing and defense and definitely goalie. So I might end up going five centers, five wing, which is, Probably not the best strategy in the world. But, Probably not, no. Uh, maybe I'll take one more winger. Yeah, let's do that. We'll see. If Backstrom gets there, I'll take him, and then I'll take a wing. Um, but, yeah, so let's grab another team. So I'm going to try to just do it by the board because it seems to be a little bit easier. Um, Crit, I think Crit. Well, let me double check his actual name. But CChap2, which is – is he messaged me. Is it Chris? Kurt. Kurt, oh my god, I wanted to say Chris so bad. So Kurt actually messaged me and was like, "How are you going to coordinate this?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll just all join. Like it'll work out." And it totally—it's <laughs> funny because like it worked out, but in like the weirdest, worst way ever. Um, he ended up picking up the seventh spot, and he took Barkov, which was like my first ever draft. I took Barkov right around the same spot, so I do understand it. He went, and then I totally sniped him on all of his correlating pieces. I hope he's happy. I took I played Reinhardt and Verhage. Um. He went Pacioretty, who I know we're both always really high on. Nikolaj Ellers, again, like a really, really good uh, piece at wing that I think is. I think DJ froze. Um, lots of fun there, but uh, maybe I'll have the. Oh, there you are. You're back. Uh, I was about to say, if it went on any longer, oh. I was going to have to edit this together, but now you froze. So the classic. I said he went Shea Theodore with Pacioretty. It's basically the last thing yeah. I said. It didn't okay. come through. Uh, Bennington, so it goes with Soros Bennington to Foley, Jack Hughes. Anders Lee, I mean, yeah, not a lot of correlating pieces. I think it's because I took all his correlating pieces. <laughs> so I literally he was probably was like, trying to get you back. Yeah, I know. And I just didn't even notice because I was too busy taking all the Panthers from him. Oh, man. But yeah, no, I think that that's an interesting build to like, you know, the top three plays, Barkov, Pastretti, and Ehlers. And Ehlers is, I say it wrong every time. It's Ehlers, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I said Ellers at first, and I always get roasted. No, it, it is Ehlers. So um, I think that those are really, really strong building blocks to start any roster, but probably just wanted a little more correlation and just didn't quite get it because I took it. Um, any other rosters you want to run through? Um, no. I mean, I think mine's trash. Um, I I mean, so I'm taking a goalie in the 16th round to get two goalies, which it doesn't feel great, um, but probably. kind of they kind of got lost in the shuffle for me. Um, thankfully the other draft did end like just what three rounds ago. So, you know, I've been able to put a little bit more thought into these last few picks and I'm looking at goalies and like, yeah, they're all terrible. So why would I, you know, why would I delve, why would I waste a pick that I could get like more stacking pieces and just pray that Flurry's the guy in Chicago, which seems like a fair assumption, um, for when I need him come playoff time. Um, so now I'm just sort of sitting here going like Kadobin, do I want Hill? Do I want Craig Anderson? Like Thomas Grice? Uh, you know, it's, it's all just terrible. Um, Jonathan Bernier, like I kind of lean toward Bernier. Uh, Aiden Hill and Kadobin though, I think might be a bit smarter. So I don't know. Like I'm sitting here just looking at my team going like, yeah, could work, but goalie's probably going to sink. So, um, you know who I'm taking right here, right? As long as he gets to me. I, I, I don't probably you away. Said it at the, you said at the beginning of the show. Victor Olives. Oh, no, Tol- I'm taking Tolbert. Yeah, yeah. Tolbert, yeah. I love that Paul stamps me here. He, has a he might, fan, he so might, he does he love. He just might do it. Yeah. That would, oh, he oh, did not. Yeah. He had McCann and stuff. So, yeah. all right. Yep. So, Damon, and we complete another. So, so, this, I mean, this team, I really got a lot of good stacks. So, um, I end up with yeah. Well, let's let's go through okay, the okay. let's go uh you know let's go through the teams because I mean shit we we started this like freaking forty minutes ago. Three it was like it was like an hour and a half. It was like an hour and a half uh, last time. So we've got at least ten minutes to sort of uh yeah. you know recap I mean, the teams I'll, or whatever. Yeah, I can start running through another team if you want. Yeah, go for it. So I think one of the most popular at the turn at pick twelve. So you know I you don't want pick twelve. Wookie gets picked 12. Uh, shout out to Wookie, of course, for all the, all the good content he shares. He goes, Mika Zubin and Jad. Okay, that's a good first pick at the turn. You go Artemi Panarin. 
Ooh, all right. We're getting spicy. Who does he get at 36, Matt? Do you know? I don't because I'm trying to figure out who to take in next. So uh, you go. What does the Adam Fox say? Just the three Ranger goats back to back to back. I I have tried it. The only time I picked 12 and Fox got taken before he gets it. He puts it together. Then to crush all of our friends who took Colorado takes Landis Gog at 37. (laughs) Takes him right away from the Colorado stacks. Demko Fiala who I, I'm a huge fan of Fiala. I think that, you know, yeah, do I love Dalla Dalla Bill Carrillo? Kar- yeah, of course. But Fiala is still a great rate shooter. So at this point, he only has one center. He goes back-to-back. Sean Guterrier and Dylan Larkin, who I said I'm really, really high on. Charles McAvoy, maybe you've heard of him. He has no Boston at this point. Nope. Then John Gibson, that would be his second goalie to go with Demko. Chris Kreider, Alex Lafreniere. I, I, I guess if you don't have enough Rangers, you're just not doing it right. Gotta That's have the top them all. line, baby. He's, he's got That's Mika. Top line. He's got them all. Jean Klingberg, who slipped a little bit further. And then he went with the three goalie strategy that I like, that I'm talking about. Uh, Sorokin. And then Ryan Strom. Can't miss him. Cannot miss him. And with his last pick to uh, start the, the last round, he went with Alec Martinez. So a lot of a lot of Rangers correlation. I mean, he went all in. So if he makes it to the playoffs and the Rangers score an eight burger against the Flyers like last year, like back to back games, he is just gonna take all of the money home and have a lot of fun with it. What a time! I need I need to figure out when the Rangers play play, play the play the Flyers because if that is during playoff season, I might need to move Mika up to number one overall. So. Yeah, really just jam him in there, and oh my god, he scored like a hundred goals in a week. Okay. So Matt, <laughs> where are we at? Do you want to, I'm trying, it, it gets so weird once you like finish the draft. And trying to get yeah. I mean, so, I mean, just real, real quick, we can just go kind of through one, two, three. So we already talked about the first overall guy, uh, wrote a rink rep. Uh, he ended up going, he sure and Sergeyev at the end. So nothing too crazy there. Um, number two was Kelly Canuck 14. Don't recognize that name, but you know, people well, there's in guys it. in the uh, draft that I so, in our, are in our Discord talking that I don't know who they are. So I tried to ask, like, so who is anyway, who? if we can just sort of talk about the teams rather than you know, play detective alive. I'm gonna I'll, um, I'll play detective while you're, while you're pretty, doing pretty easy. Uh, awesome Matthews at two, Kyle Connor in the second round, followed by Mark Shifley, followed by Blake Wheeler. Um, you know, I mean, that's your investment right there in Winnipeg, like solid. I could, I can dig it. Um, Mark Stone, Willie Nylander, Brent Burns grabs Eichel at 95 as his third center. Uh, kind of find that one a little bit of a reach, but you know, so be it. Um, Morgan Riley to go with Matthews, real solid. Carey Price, Tristan Jari as his first two goalies. Um, Jari especially, I think, is a bit underpriced just because who else are they going to play in net? Um, and the team should be good. They're terrible. You know, he could be a bit lower, but I think the upside is easily a top six round type goalie in Jari. So I do like that. Uh, Provorov, Oshi, Blake Coleman, Eric Carlson, William Carlson. Um, so when you can get that Burns, Eric Carlson stack, I'm all about it. Uh, but just, you know, generally a real solid. Team. So I do like that. Number three, we've got Philly Ray. He reached on Nikita Kucherov at three, followed it back up with Brent Point at 22. Um, that's that's a strategy right there. You know, I kind of think that's the stack you would want to take at, say, 619. You know, not sort of give up on the McKinnon um, with that Kucherov selection. But, you know, if you're going to stack it, you might just go for it. Um, Tavares, Victor Hedman. So and then Barzell and Semyon Varlama, real tight correlations early. And then just some solid picks down the road, including uh, sniping me on Travis Konechny, which I did not enjoy. Um, I was really hoping to land Konechny. So I was a little bit disappointed on that. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's about it for his team. You know, nothing nothing too crazy at the end. Grab Palat last pick to to cap off that top line for Tampa. I I do think that the two throw are the only two I don't know for sure. um, Because... Shakar Samson was definitely in the in the Discord. Yeah, um, that's yep. Yeah, and then why do I feel like Mike? I know MK Berg, but that doesn't really matter. Um, so you went, we went through almost everyone now. Matt, what team was next? I was still playing detective while you talked. It was, it would be uh, so obviously we talked about Scott's team, McKinnon, McCarr. Um, yep, good, good start there. 
Uh, we've got my team, which we talked about pretty in depth. Uh, in case Sucks. anyone was waiting on pins and needles, I with Jonathan Bernier at the last pick. Um, there it is. Kind of hoping that maybe nothing expected and can pick up a weeks at the end of the year, say March, um, where he's in play. Uh, that that was really the only reason. I'm pinning a lot of my hopes on uh, freaking Mark Andre Fleury. So you know, so be it. Anyway, we get to Jakar Sampson at six. Uh, David Pasternak, nothing too crazy there. Followed by Hellebuck, who did slide. You know, like you got Vasi at 15. Hellebuck at 19 is also pretty much after ADP. Uh, Bergeron to go with Pasta. You know, real easy stuff there. Um, Ch- Chikrin, Marchiso, Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield at the back there. Really like that. Tyson Berry, talked about it on the last show. I think he's one of the best values in the game right now. Uh, Jason Robertson, Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett, I think, is also crazy undervalued the way he ended last season with this Florida team. Uh, Cal Peterson, Neil Pionk, Anthony Mantha, Peter Mrazek, Joel Farabee, Igor Sharangovich. Um, you know, last few picks, whatever. I'm not huge fans of any of those guys in particular, um, but totally, totally get it. And they I, mean, could, I, I think, I think Farabee has at least some, like, good upside uh, he may have been trying to get like some sort of a stack going and you may have sent him on uh, jvr uh but yeah no i, I think that Farabee at least with the right line mate could um a pretty good thing i mean he at the end of the year was pretty perennial top six top power plays so i don't mind it he's definitely getting picked around there so i don't think it was any sort of a big reach um yeah, we already went over chap um I mean, do we know who mike any is I, I feel like that's i don't think so um okay well yeah, good team. We're not going to go through it. So the last couple to go through, MK Burge, 12. Um, he got Patrick Kane at nine. And then Brad Barshan kind of taking a, a piece of that Boston three we already mentioned. Sidney Crosby at 33. He continues to slide. I, I think that's fair. He shouldn't miss too, too much time, but will miss time to start the year, which has definitely hurt his, um, you know, his, his overall output. Uh, but but he gets Gensel at 40. I, I could see him kind of, you know, thinking – uh, I think it's a good thought too of, well, Pittsburgh, you know, definitely doesn't have a ton, a ton of offense. Like we mentioned with, uh, especially with Malgan being out seemingly much longer term gets the top Pittsburgh guys and they just throw up some upside. He ends up getting Markstrom at 57, then Latang to complete that Pittsburgh power play. Thomas Shabbat at 81, Hurdle at 88. I, I think again, you already talked about Timo Mayer, you know, there's more shots to go around without, um, Evander Kane shooting from everywhere. So let's see who gets them. Um, Oliver Brookstrength, he slipped. I was kind of hoping he'd get to me at the very next pick. I was going to take him instead of Talbot. But alas, Bjork God going to Bjork. So you got to take him there at 105. Josh Norris, which goes along with Thomas Shabbat. Um, Colin White seemingly out for the season potentially. So Norris could have a bigger role than, you know, already anticipated. Patrick Hornquist, I'm a bit lower on him. I don't really think that he's quite worth it here at 129 just because of how many great players there are in Florida. He could get lost in the shuffle, but you know, if he doesn't and still takes one that's, of the top power play roles. Yeah. That's my expectation for Hornfist. It does sound like uh, Samson's kind of being the new Hornfist. So, yeah. you know, uh, however, you know, guy like Owen Tippett or Frankie Vitrano, like, you know, the, Florida might have the best top nine. I think uh, yeah, we've yeah. talked about that already, but um so anyway, like yeah, definitely fists might be a bit overvalued here, but not nothing too crazy. Um, and then capping off the draft, Evgeny Malkin to go with that yeah, right, three sack right. at one fifty three is just crazy. Like if you can get centers to get you points up until the playoffs, like you probably have three of the top twenty centers. Uh, Crosby, well, you know, two of the top centers in Crosby, Hurdle, Crosby and Malkin, and you just kind of hope that Norris and Hurdle can get you there. Um, it is actually kind of insane, literally every team managed to get like some easy correlation pieces here. Yeah. Right. Uh, so really, really neat. Uh, I believe the last team would be Paul's team. Uh, Paul's. Good, good old you Paul. You can do the honors, Matt. Yeah. And uh, just running through it. Miko at 11, perfectly reasonable pick there. Uh, scored two just beauty goals in the preseason. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it's easy to see where the Miko stuff is coming from. McKinnon's first game, Rantanen's first game too, I believe. And he was already out firing too. So uh, good stuff there. Followed by Mitch Marner, Steven Stamkos, um, you know, just in case he wants, you know, some Toronto boys, those two guys, maybe a Team Canada stack, if you will, if Stamkos gets the invite. Um, Patterson, Sagan, feel like he took those two guys when he drafted too. So at least he's consistent. 
And then he gets Petrangelo, Rupe Hintz, Taylor Hall, Ryan Pollock, Zach Wierenski, Ilya Samsonov, Jared McCann, Mackenzie Blackwood, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Fiddick Vanacek, and Jordan Eberle. The McCann-Eberle thing, I think, is really interesting. It's almost like it's almost like nobody knows what's going to happen with this Seattle team, so they're all just being really underpriced. And so, like, I don't even really want to like the Seattle team, but I just think at their current ADPs, like Jared McCann especially, like given a perceived role on the power play, being a main shooter and puck handler and whatnot, I think he's a real nice selection there. So, um, and another interesting thing about Paul's team is that his first goalie taken Samsonov, he grabbed Blackwood and then he grabbed Vanacek. I don't necessarily think you want to be taking two goalies from the same team um, just because it sort of caps your upside, especially come like the playoff weeks. However, I do think that if you're going to take a goalie, no goalies in the top 10 rounds, in the first 10 rounds of your draft, getting three of them late is definitely what you would want to do. Um, so, you know, I like the process, not necessarily though taking, you know, two guys who are competing for, because best case scenario is one of them gets hurt and all the points get put on to one guy. So why not just take two different bets and hope that maybe both of them really pan out. Um, but anyway, that's the draft. Um, that was a lot. It was really fast. Um, yep. certainly not I mean, as it, it was way faster in my head too, at first, because I was, I, I ran down to grab my headphones, come back up, and it's starting. And I'm like, how is this happening? We like <laughs> there was times where I would go to the gym because like especially a football season, I'd be like, all right, if I go on the treadmill for like 40 minutes, it'll force me to be on there. If I click start an NFL draft, instant, you know, five, 10 minutes, we're full at the worst case scenario to like two to three to five minutes. The NHL, I have gone to the gym, opened up the draft, left the gym, showered, eaten dinner, <laughs> laid in bed, started some Netflix. And then it starts like, I mean, I'm talking three hour waits at times. And like Matt said, like he joined the draft and filled it. I already did a draft today too. So I filled one at like seven 30 match. So I mean, you know, getting closer to hockey season, more people jamming them in that as well, but it really does speak volumes to this entire community, just how much we can move the needle, which is why maybe underdog cared enough to help us in the first place. So we have to say thank you to every one of you that's been you know, participating. And if you're not participating, we love you just the same. And we love you so much that we're going to give you $10 free to bet on Underdog Sports by using code MSP. Matt, back to you. Back to me. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that was a live draft that we turned into a podcast. Uh, we're not doing any more of those before the season starts. However, um, does seem like there could be some overlay in this contest uh, running up to opening night. So we will definitely be jamming drafts if we aren't doing podcasts for them. So if you want to sort of get into a community that's talking about NHL best ball, can't imagine there's too many of those. Uh, be sure to hop in our discord. Um, you can DM us on Twitter at morning skate pod. If you want an invite to that. Um, and yeah, we, we we're talking about, we're talking about preseason hockey. We're talking about season long hockey, best ball hockey. We'll be talking about DFS hockey and we've got channels for everything else too. If you want to come in and talk about something else, uh, there's a channel for you there too. So, uh, would, you know, love for you guys to check out the discord and come, come get involved because if you like hockey, this is one of the only places uh, for you. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was reasonably solid DJ. What do you say we get on out of here? Yeah, I think that'll probably do. Um, yeah, so definitely check out Underdog Fantasy. We'll go over more stuff. I just as we've begun this podcast because I thought I had some time. I was uploading a video. So let me just quickly go over what I did before we get out of here. Take a second. I went through three websites, one of them being Twitter.com. So not a whole lot there, but just kind of going through the very basic first steps of what I am looking at when I start my fantasy process. And I know, Matt, you look at very similar stuff. Um, I won't give away too much of it, but natural stat trick and the hockey visit the other two, just a couple of things um, that, you know, a natural stat trick is free for almost everything. I do subscribe now again to hockey viz. Um, he kind of changed platforms. So I went back in and made sure I was paying again. Um, very worth the money. Very worth the time to check out. It's eight minutes and 59 seconds. I wanted to be around nine minutes long. I'm not going to talk very long about anything else, but if you are someone brand new or even if you like are thinking, well, I bet the quarter arcade, I want to get into maybe just some of the more, you know, interesting contests. I just go through very basically where to go um, and, and just a little bit of what I'm looking at. 
there'll be more information, but as I say in there, come into the Discord, ask us questions, me, Matt, and people that are way smarter than me and Matt um, that are in there already. We can go over all of it with you and discuss these analytics. Or if you want to see more videos like it, let me know. Comment, rate, review, subscribe, you know the drill. Uh, Matt, anything you wanted to add with that or anything you want to add on your own? No, I think think you covered it. Uh, definitely do go check out DJ's videos. I'm looking forward to seeing what you can do with that. You know, visual mediums aren't necessarily Billions my speed. of dollars. That's right. That's right. But, you know, the videos are the way of the future. So it's a good skill to have. Um, we are learning a lot on the fly. Let me tell you that right now. That's right. Uh, okay. So we will talk to you guys at some point in the next week if you want to stay up to they on our podcast schedule also get being in the discord is the best way to do that um so again another plug follow us on twitter at morningsgate pod and dm us to get in on the discord um but yeah we'll talk to you again with a season preview and then we will talk to you about opening night it's here baby uh looking forward to it so from doug from dj from myself have a good Continued best ball season, everybody. And we are-